Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's Safety and Health webcast, Put It All on the Floor, Lead with Floor Marking for a Lean 5S Workplace, sponsored by Brady. My name is Kevin Drulli. I'm an associate editor with Safety and Health magazine, and I will be moderating today's session. Thanks for joining us. In a few minutes, we'll start the presentation, but first I want to go over some preliminary items. The views of today's speakers and organizations are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the National Safety Council or Safety and Health magazine. Any mention of a commercial enterprise, product, or publication does not mean the council or magazine endorses those items. At the end of today's webcast, we will conduct a question and answer session. To ask a question, simply type it in the text box in the lower left-hand corner of your screen and click the button for Submit Question. Feel free to ask your question at any time during the presentation. You don't have to wait for the question and answer session to begin. We'll try to answer as many questions as possible, but because of the large number of participants today, we might not get to every question. Any unanswered questions will be forwarded along to today's speaker. For basic troubleshooting information, click the Help button located on your screen. At the end of the webcast, you will be asked to complete a brief evaluation survey. I will let you know more about that after the presentation. This webcast is archived, so you can access it after today's live event. To view this webcast and all of our past webcasts, go to safetyandhealthmagazine.com slash events. With that, let's go ahead and get started. Our speaker today will be Anicia Peterman a regional product manager for Brady Safety and Facilities identif Identification, Anicia boasts 15 years in safety. Her hands-on plant-level expertise includes conducting safety walks and providing recommendations. She also is, is experienced in distribution and marketing, attuning her to customer needs and product solutions. Again, we thank all of you for tuning into this presentation. Anicia, whenever you're ready, go ahead and take it away. Thank you. Good morning, and again, thank you for the introduction. Welcome to Lead with Floor Marking for a Lean 5S Workplace. This presentation is only about 45 minutes, saving time for Q&A after. So please be sure to type your questions into the question area. This presentation will be available for download. Here's what we'll cover in the next few minutes. I'll review the most recent statistics as well as highlight the most common problem areas and opportunities in regards to floor tape. Next, I will discuss visual workplace and correlating it to a 5S lean best practice and the steps you can take now to ensure you are executing best practices and meeting OSHA regulations. It is important to understand regulations and standards when discussing 5S lean best practices because one really lends the way to the other. This will lead us into our discussion on the importance of color and reviewing the floor marking color guide. It is at this point where I will give some examples and solutions based on varying budgets and, other, and offer some insight into current market trends. We'll close with plenty of time for Q&A. So sit back, relax, hopefully you have a cup of coffee or your favorite beverage to sip on as we go through and discuss experiences and best practices regarding this important topic. Let's start with the big picture and discuss how slips, trips, and falls relate to workplace incidents. As you can see, 
the data shows that this continues to be a big issue and is in fact growing as the workforce is aging. It is very important to be mindful of areas where floor marking can be used to quickly visually communicate and prevent accidents. In regards to the subject of Lean 5S workplace, it continues to be a focal area for many manufacturers, and awareness and implementation is growing in the industry. Focusing on visual workplace starts with an assess assessment of the floor. Let us first define what a visual workplace means. Self-ordering, self-explaining, self-regulating, and self-improving work environment where what is supposed to happen does happen on time, every time, because of visual solutions. Floor tape keeps the workplace safer, leaner, and more organized. By using a standard color coding system in your floor tape, you can one, easily warn workers of hazardous areas or equipment. Two, identify foot and forklift traffic paths. Three, clearly show storage locations. For example, when yellow floor tape is being used to mark aisles, employees will know immediately that this is a safe area where they can walk. Color is, very, is a very component, important component, component to a visual workplace. Understanding the five key features color can bring to the workplace will further convey the importance of incorporating color. One, color speeds visual search. Two, color improves recognition. Three, color emphasizes information. Four, color shows association. And five, color transmits important messages. Let's take a closer look at the floor marking color guide. Nine colors are commonly used and associated with the following attributes. Yellow is used for aisleways, traffic lanes, and work cells. Orange, materials or products held for inspection. Red and white stripes, these are areas to be kept clear for safety reasons. White, for equipment and fixtures not otherwise color-coded. Red, defects, scrap, and or rework. Black and white stripe, areas to be kept clear for operational areas. Blue, green, black, are for materials and components such as raw material, works in progress, and finished goods. Photoluminescent is used to ID areas of egress routes and in lights out emergencies. Yellow and black stripe. This is for exposure of areas of physical and health hazards. If you're curious, the most common floor tape is the yellow-black combination next following the plain yellow. 
we have a poll question. Do you make a point of incorporating designated color into your floor identification? I'll give just a few seconds for you to answer that. Okay, so it looks like 65% of those attending said they do, whereas about 35% said they did not. Interesting. Floor tape is only effective if you have a standardized color guide that is effectively communicated throughout. Here are a few examples of areas where color is used to associate with a particular area in a plant. Outlining of passageways, differentiating areas containing equipment, storage area locations, hazardous flooring area, and traffic flow for people and product. You may wonder about the traffic flow of product. What's becoming more used practice is identifying on the floor of each work cell, designating a particular number. And this number will correspond to a location. So any person transporting goods such as raw material know via the floor marker where or which work cell to deliver to. As you can see with the picture here on the right, the use of the yellow dash marks is being used to outline passageways within the plant. Often areas containing equipment or designated storage areas are being outlined, keeping with the thought process that everything has a designated place. In this slide, I have two pictures showing examples of using color-specific tape to identify particular areas in a manufacturing plant. The picture on the left shows a very common and effective process of lining two floor tape colors next to each other. The yellow is used for outlining the pathway, and the gray tape is marking storage location areas, while the red denotes a receptacle for scrap. If you look closely, you can see the top of the cart even has tape on it. In this case, the green tape is being used to identify where to place bins for rework material. The picture on the right is another example of identifying storage areas. For this plant, the color blue is designated for all equipment storage locations. Make sure to have fun with color. Even, those are the, even though we have discussed some of the more common colors, many manufacturers denote a special color for their own processes or procedures. Any color will work as long as it's standardized and communicated throughout the organization. As you can see in this example, a vibrant pink-yellow combo is being used throughout the plant so their Kanban areas stand out. 
This is a great visual when walking through the plant to easily see. Another practice I am seeing more and more of is the use of various colors of tape placed right next to each other to denote a special location process. I will discuss this again in a future slide. Now let's drill down to what OSHA states in regards to floor marking. Even though OSHA states aisles and passageways must be clearly marked, they are now beginning to have government-mandated, widely accepted industry standards that recommend what colors to use when marking floors. In the next slide, I will go over which OSHA regulations speak to specific colors. The color guide we went through is a guide to help establish a floor marking color consistency in the workplace, and I found it to be by far the most widely used color scheme in the field. Let's start with this one. Permanent aisles and passageways shall be appropriately marked, which is, very, which is a very well-known and implemented fact throughout the industry. OSHA states safe clearances should be allowed for aisles, at loading docks, through doorways, and whenever turns or passageways shall be kept clear. Best practice, more commonly being implemented in the visual workplace, is using floor tape to identify these areas. As you can see here, the picture shows the pathway and safe clearance for a loading dock. Best practice is to identify the areas of fire protection equipment, containers or flammable liquids, stop buttons, electrical switches, as well as designated caution and physical hazard areas. OSHA clearly states that red should be the designated color for areas mentioned above, such as fire extinguishers, and yellow is the color for caution and marking physical hazards. This is actually an area where I have found the most inconsistency. Most places I've been to tend to have a handful of fire extinguishers, eyewash stations, and the other equipment marked off with the designated color, but they are not consistent with this practice throughout the plant. I encourage reevaluation, in particular looking at these areas. This is a great opportunity to implement best practices and consistency throughout the plant. We know aisles and pathways need to be marked in lines, but there's no governance stating what color or shape those lines have to be. I have found yellow dashes to be the most common, with the continuous yellow line to be the next most used. The recommended width of aisle markings varies from 2 inches to 6 inches. Therefore, any width of 2 inches or more is considered acceptable by OSHA. 
Let's take a look at what OSHA states for photoluminescence. 1024.1 states all occupied floors located more than 75 feet above the lowest level of fire department vehicle access should have approved luminous egress path markings delineating the exit path shall be provided. 1024.2, please note an important distinction here. Both pictures are in compliance. However, if you are placing the tape on part of the stair that will be walked upon, then it absolutely needs to be anti-slip tape and meet the UL 1994 standard regulation. There are lots of, lots of opportunity with floor marking in areas throughout the plant that aren't on the floors. In a previous slide, I had showed where the cart had the green floor marking tape to denote areas where a bin should be placed. The picture here shows a perfect example where floor tape is being used on a steel barricade to communicate a physical hazard area. So again, when you're looking at floor tape in a plant, it is important to not just look at the floor. There are lots of other opportunities. Common problem areas and opportunities. Are you using the best product for the application? As you can see in the top left picture here, the floor tape being used is not the best solution for this high traffic area. Being that there are pallets and it is in a high traffic area with forklifts, I would go with a more heavy duty floor tape, such as something in the 50 mil range. Next, communicate with floor signs. You would be surprised how many people look down for visual cues in regards to direction. This is a great opportunity for floor signage, and I will actually discuss this as a newer trend for this category in a later slide. Next is making sure you lead with visual solutions. I cannot convey how many opportunities there are throughout a plant to use floor tape to communicate. You will find quickly that the plant becomes safer as well as more organized and efficient. This slide shows some common floor marking examples in a facility. You have aisleways and traffic lanes being marked. Work cells and equipment have borders. Material storage areas are marked. QA inspection areas are noted. Any areas to keep clear for safety compliance are marked off. Of course, there is the hazardous areas being identified. Most plants have a defect, scrap, or rework area designated. Your keep clear and operational areas. 
And lastly, you have stair markings being labeled. The following are just a few of the most common products available for floor marking. There are numerous color options, various widths, lots of shapes to choose from, including footprints, L's, T's, dots, arrows, and dashes. You have floor signs, and then you also have floor paint as an option. Of course, all of these have options to be anti-skid or photoluminescent. When it comes to floor identification, there are four main trends I see as a product manager. First, the increase in usage and evaluation of floor tape in general. Second, a variety of products for floor identification on the market now. Third, floor signs, including customization and digital. And lastly, the increased use of glow in the dark floor tape. I will touch on each of these four separately in the following slides. Let's start with awareness. OSHA has not always had regulations in regards to floor marking, and in fact, more recently, began requiring or implying the need for floor marking and color coding. Let's next talk about variety. We have a variety of products for floor identification in the market right now. No longer is it one size fits all, folks. As discussed previously, there are numerous options out there from shapes, colors, anti-skid, floor signs, digital floor signs, and even paint. And again, customization as well. Customization. I have also seen a very definite increase in customization regarding tape and even floor signs. Straight, plain, plain lines are now becoming a bit of a practice of the past, and more safety personnel are moving towards customization for quick and effective messaging. This is being done with not only floor tape, but again, as well as floor signs. As you can see with the picture above, a customized legend with designated color is communicating a particular process area for this plant. Minimums for customization are typically pretty low, and the added cost is not much at all. Again, a very effective messaging system. In talking about customization, there's options for print-on-demand systems, which uses polyester floor tape material for easy and quick customization to supplement your floor tape needs. The most cost-effective cost and best 
use case are floor areas within the plan that need to be specifically labeled. This is perfect for 5S and lean. So an example of this would be at a work cell, you have your regular floor tape laying out the area. You can print another piece of floor tape to put over a particular area that is saying what the name of the process that's going on would be a great example. There is an increased use of photoluminescence due to the heightened awareness of the OSHA regulation standards. As mentioned earlier, since there is more of an awareness on floor marking in general, we see that safety personnel are more cognizant of what is required in regards to photoluminescent floor marking. Many thought having photoluminescent signage was enough, but that is no longer the case. Many exit pathways are commonly, commonly being marked to quickly and effectively communicate the path to an exit if the power goes out. We have our next poll question. When it comes to floor identification, what most drives your buying decision? Let's take a few seconds to answer that. Okay, so let's take a look at the results. Again, when it comes to floor identification, what drives your buying decision most? So almost 65% of you had said quality. That's great, great to hear. Um, I have found that to be true as well in talking about floor identification. Okay, let's next talk about Good, or, good, better, best options for floor marking. Consider application and budget and determine what solution works best for you. The first thing I always ask when talking about floor tape is how often are you changing the tape or reviewing your plant for process or storage changes? This information will really help dictate what the recommended material is. Let's start with vinyl. It's the most economical option that is used mainly in low traffic areas, such as outlining storage areas, work cells, and even on railings or panels. Better would be something like polyester, which would be a great option. It's more durable than vinyl and will last quite a bit longer. The polyester tape we have at our plant is actually on its seven-year mark and is, being, is holding up very well. It is a great option and perfect for areas with medium traffic, which is actually the most common application type. Best is a much thicker material, which is offered in really high traffic areas, in particular, heavy forklift traffic. This thicker heavy-duty tape will withstand repeated sliding from movements of the forks from a forklift 
also when dealing with um, the palettes and, and again sliding. Additionally, it tends to have specially tapered edges to prevent pick points. Long term, paint is a good option as it tends to hold up very well in any traffic areas and again, a good solution if you're not changing the layout of your plant often. As we're getting close to the end of our presentation, I would, likely, I would like to quickly touch on incorporating floor tape into your regular safety program. Here are some of the best practices on keeping a successful floor identification program updated. One, an annual review of safety procedures. Two, an annual plant walkthrough to identify areas of need and or replacement. Three, annual training on color coding standards. Four, management of change created for new processes or changes. Five, new employee training. Six, regular refresher training. I highly recommend a color coding chart that's on a poster or even a sign that is specific to your company. This way, it can be easily referenced by all employees, but also offers a quick review for any visitor entering the plant. There are many ways to train your employees, and the training must ensure that employees understand the purpose and function of floor tape. Training must cover definitions of color coding specific to your site, regulations and standards. Very important that you have the identified go-to person that employees can go to for concerns regarding floor tape, such as possible replacement, where additional tape may be needed, or also those employees who have ideas to help push you further with 5S lean initiatives. Best practices for training that I have seen include varying the training from year to year. You can go from classroom-led trainings to web-based trainings or having an outside expert come in to instruct. Web-based training is the easiest to implement and great for record keeping, but a best practice should be paired with a hands-on demonstration, such as a plant tour. We have reached the conclusion of the presentation and I would like to open it up to questions. All right, excellent. Great job, Anicia. Thanks for your insights and expertise. Uh, before we do start the Q&A momentarily, just want to remind everyone of the evaluation survey we're asking you to complete. Uh, 
The survey should be appearing on your screen now. Your input is important because it will help us improve future webcasts. If you do not see the evaluation survey on your screen, please turn off your pop-up blocker. You may also access the survey by clicking the survey button near the lower right part of your screen. And now we will get to some questions. First, uh, most floor tape does not hold up to forklift traffic. How do we maximize the amount of time that the markings will last? There, there's a few options here. Um, one, there is a newer product to market that is specifically for forklift traffic. So investigating that product uh, would be a, a great solution. Um, two, if you're using a mid-grade floor tape, um, putting an overlam tape layer on top of it would help. All right. What do you think is the most important thing to do when looking to implement floor identification in a warehouse? The most important thing to do would to be first, again, understand OSHA's stance on floor identification, because that is going to be foremost the primary thing that dictates how, how you start. Um, second, know what the best practices are. So I, I, that's, that's what I would do. I would start one end of my plant and walk the plant, looking at areas where you have to identify, look at areas where you should identify, and then again, thinking 5S lean, any, think every place, everything should have a place in that plant. What can you use floor identification for to help make sure you are marking those areas off in the plant? What's the regulation for clearance on a loading dock? I will have to double check that. I know OSHA has recently um, had some updates, and I would want to make sure I have the most recent figure before I uh, speak to that so I can get back to that question. Okay. Uh, speaking of OSHA, this one asks, when using floor tape for directions, are there any OSHA rules, any two-inch rules apply or non-slip rules? So the two inch applies for OSHA. So any floor identification for aisles or passageways has to be at least two inches. There is no um, color standard. There is no standard, again, in terms of what shape that has to be, but two inches the minimum. Um, and the second part of that question was, there was another I thought there was another part to that question. Sorry. Yes, it was uh, no, no problem. Um, it was just asking. You know, they were wondering if, the, as you mentioned, the two-inch rule, and also they didn't know if there was an, a non-slip rule. Okay, so the non-slip rule comes into play when you're talking about stairs. So with the photoluminescent, especially. So if you have photoluminescent tape on stairs. If the tape is going on the part of the stair that someone is walking on, it has to be the anti-slip tape. Is it required to have stop signs on the floors for forklift traffic? It is required for, from OSHA to have directional signage for safety. So. In terms of how you, whether that's a stop sign, 
um, like an actual sign, if it's a floor sign, if it's arrows, if it's um, an auditory cue, it's up to that plant to ensure that they are providing sufficient directional uh, traffic flow. So a little bit of left up to, to the interpretation of the plant. But best practice, definitely, I would recommend it. Uh, do you have a guide for implementing a floor tape color coding plan? We do. And we will make sure that that is available, and we will send that out as a follow-up to this. Um, another one references, uh, I guess, the mention that uh, 50 millimeters for the best vinyl and polyester tape. How thick uh, does that tape happen to be? Oh, okay. So the um, the best for again for the heavy heavy traffic areas, um, I would recommend like a 50 mil. That's great for forklift. It's going to hold up to that wear and tear and repeated use. The the middle grade where most um, floor tape is applied is um, actually a, a fair amount thinner than that. Um, and I'm just going to double check my number. Um, I typically go with a one sec. I just want to make sure I'm on um, like an 8 to 10 mil is about where I would go for the, the good middle grade most common application for floor tape. Um, another one, what was the detail on the overland that you suggested to prolong the life of the floor tape labels? Okay, so there's a clear, it's a clear overland floor tape that you can buy in various lengths and widths. And it's after you have your initial floor tape down, it's just this overlamp that you put on top of it, and it um, secures the tape down. Also, real important, it secures, it goes over the edges, so it'll, it'll be wide enough to go over the edges of the primary floor tape to, again, prevent that, um, the pick points that you see a lot with high traffic. All right. Can we use any other color for the walkway, such as white? Absolutely. There is no standard on what color the walkways have to be. Um, they just have to be marked. The best practice and most widely used color is the yellow. I stand on that theme. Would black or white be appropriate around an eyewash station? Good question. Um, it would, actually. Um, I've seen black and white around there as well as um, a red because it is very important. And, and this is one of those, those areas I find a lot of inconsistency on is the eyewash stations aren't properly marked as do not block areas without, within the plant. So, yep, black and, black and white would be perfect. Is there a movement towards switching over to green and white signage for exit signs and egress direction signs? Can you repeat that? Sorry. Oh, no problem. Is there a movement towards switching over to green and white signage for exit signs and egress direction signs? I have not 
seen one. Um, the photoluminescence is what's the primary attribute that there has to be. Um, I do see a mixture of uh, red and the green, but um, I, I have not seen a trend. What surfaces or floors do you not recommend this product to be used on? Floor tape. So we actually, um, that's a great question. So we always say that with any floor tape application, you make sure the floor is fairly clean. So just running a quick um, broom, any of that, that dust or any, depending on the plant, what residue is floating around from what you're manufacturing, to get that off the floor before putting the tape down. Um, when it comes to paint, uh, we actually, there's a, a we actually, Brady actually makes a paint stencil where there are different stencils based on the floor type. So if you have a clean floor that's totally polished, you use this. If you have a floor that's a little more roughed up, you use this. So um, depending on your plant and, and what you're, you're making and, and what could the residue on the floor be, um, best practice, do a quick clean of the floor before you lay any floor tape down. What are some best practices for prolonging the life of applied floor tape? Best practice would be to make sure you're using the right floor tape for the right application. That is going to be the best thing you can do to prolong the life of floor tape. Um, again, a basic vinyl where there is not high traffic, you're going to be perfectly fine using that around work cells um, and such. If you're lining aisleways, you're fine with a, a mid-grade floor tape. And then, of course, those heavy traffic areas. If you're not using something that is for heavy traffic, you will not get as long a life on that. Um, also, consider, consider paint as an option. Um, there are plenty of plants who know that you know, this forklift area is not changing. Um, put paint down. It will hold up very long. Um, in that area. Is OSHA requiring the glow-in-the-dark tape if you already have emergency lighting in the building? They are requiring it if you're at that 75-foot um, area that OSHA states you have to have um, stairs marked. How would you mark a used rag container or a safety can for oily rags? Typically, those are marked um, a, a, a clearance of about, I don't know, I see anywhere from two to four feet around that area is marked with floor tape. I've seen a mixture of black and white, and I've seen a mixture of um, orange and black. Again, depending on what specific uh, chemical or you're using within that. Is it hazardous? Is it, um, is it more of a cautionary? So just figuring out what's going in there, but definitely marking that area off um, is best practice. Is three feet of standard clearance around fire extinguishers and eyewash stations the way it is for breaker panels, or are there differing guidelines for different applications? No, there aren't. Uh, well, again, arc flash is different. That has its own standards and regs. Um, but eyewash station clearance or 
um, fire extinguisher clearance, it, best practice would be that three feet, um, but it's not as stringent like it is with ArcFlash. All right, uh, looks like we've got time for, actually, no, I'm sorry, we've got a couple more questions coming in. We, again, we thank you for, for sending those. Um, this next one, what's the best approach to introduce the Lean 5S concept to environments that are not familiar with the concept? Mm, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, the best way to do that um, is to get a training. Um, so there's a lot of uh, support in terms of uh, documentation and uh, ways to roll out education and training of 5S Lean. Um, so it would be to get that, understand it, and then to educate your team on that. Um, typically, you have a core team that pilots the 5S Lean initiatives, so it's establishing what that team will look like, who's going to be on it, and then um, getting them together, make sure they understand what 5S Lean is, and then taking those next steps to make sure it gets implemented and people are properly trained. How should I mark around forklift chargers? You know, I don't, I don't know what the, there's no standard or reg around that. I would just make sure that you have sufficient clearance. Again, best practice would be about that three feet. Um, just make sure you mark it off. All right. Uh, looks like this is the, the last question we've got for you. Um, do you have a tape that is easily removable for temporary use? Yes, we do. Um, that is like the, the lower end vinyl tape. Um, we also have, uh, so one thing particular with our materials when it comes to floor tape is we make sure that the science behind the adhesive is that it is strong enough to hold up and stay down, but it's also easy enough to remove. So there's a, just a lot of science in the material um, of it that makes sure it, it does come off fairly easily. Okay. Um, well, again, thank you. Uh, unfortunately, we have run out of time. I'm sorry we didn't get to everyone's questions, but all of today's unanswered questions will be forwarded on to our speaker. Once again, hope you take the time to fill out the evaluation survey on your screen to give us your feedback. And that ends today's Safety and Health Magazine webcast. I'd like to thank Anicia Peterman, everyone at Brady, and all of you who listened in. Thanks, and have a great day.